river kingdoms are an ever-warring group of city-states, kingdoms, and fiefdoms, where lives are threatened every day by conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Mavoy sits the Stolen Lands, stolen from me and my kind, and degenerated into savage conflict. I have been called by many names, Titania, Nerissa, the Queen of Forgotten Time. Herein lies the end of Stagthorn's tale, where Caelan Peacebringer has finally taken control of the wilderness, monsters, romantic entanglements, the affairs of ancient gods, and war. I will lift the heavy burden from his head and bring Stagthorn peace forever. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 144. So, when last we left our um, largely imaginary hero existing only in the dream realm... (laughs) Yep, he was practically asleep. Yep. You and Corwin are roaming the dreams. You went into Barn's dream, confronted dead Jumandi, confronted his insecurities, confronted Vordekai, confronted the Nightmare Rook. Yes. And drove them all off. Yes. Then you went to go find Tristan. And he is not in his bed. He is not in his bed. His door has been kicked open. And there's been some kind of a struggle. And Caelan rolled very poorly on Caelan his search can determine nothing. No, no. I know that there was a struggle. Like, because the door is hanging ajar and it's too incendious. But the GM did not tell you that. You're really assuming as a player that's what you read. <laughs> yes, so... You receive no further information from the GM. Yeah. Tristan is um, pretty evidently not in his quarters. You search it, you know, and unless it's something needlessly obscure, like he's hiding behind a secret door, he's clearly not here. Okay. There's no obvious blood all over the floor or blade marks or signs of fire or anything in that neighbourhood. Okay, so um, what about... um? The window. Is the window still shut, barred, open? Uh, I imagine these are um, the, the, the same thing as Enterprise in that sort of stone portcullis yeah. window with shutters on it. Uh, shut. Okay. I will open it anyway and have a peek out. Yep. Uh, you see the enormous shadow of the Nightmare Rook looming over the castle. And yeah. You don't think it's your imagination. It's smaller. Excellent. You know, comparatively speaking, now it is the size of the, you know, the size of the city as opposed to the skies of the sky. Yeah. That, that what you are doing is clearly doing something. Excellent. All right. Um. So what Kalen wants to do is conduct a bit of a search of what I might call the family quarters. Yep. And see if he can find any evidence of what's happened to Tristra. Yep. Sort of look around the general thorn area. Check in on um, Tobias and um, Boys and uh, Triss and see if he can see any sign of Tristram in that sort of area. So, presuming that you've got basically um, 
like Thaan, Tristan, and Co. live here. Yeah. Then you're presumably going down to sort of the guest quarters to where like Eldis and um, uh, Trist would be because yeah. they obviously don't have room ongoing yeah. rooms here. But presumably you put them in the nicest, closest guest quarters. Yeah. So, um... Uh, yeah, you look around and presumably stop and delve into Eldis and Kressel's dreams and such like and prevent yeah. their nightmares. You find very much what you were expecting to see. Triss is, of course, not here. Everyone else is asleep in their beds, right, where you'd expect them to be. Well, I want to know where Co- I want to know where Corwin is, but uh, sorry, I want to know where Tristram is, but I, I I'm the slightest idea, lad. I think we may have to press on without Bryn to help me track him. I, I'm not sure I can figure out where he's gone. Whatever happened to him has clearly happened. Is there anywhere else in the castle he'd be if he wasn't in his quarters? Well, I mean, we haven't checked the library. Well, I've, got, I've got to head everywhere sooner or later. Let, let's head for the library and see if we can um, spot him along the way. Or indeed in there. So we sort of um, do any kind of guards that have fallen asleep with their posts yeah. along the way. Yeah. Head into the library and have a look for Tristram and do the library. Any librarians who are on night duty or... Anyone who happens to have, st- besides Tristram, who happens to have decided on some late night reading? Given that Tristan is now located, um, well, now, now, given that you are now tracking Tristan's location elsewhere, um, do you want, uh, Christopher Rossi and Leon and or the old Beldame anywhere in here? Uh. Like, they're probably geographically somewhat on the way, although that's really much of a muchness. Alright, um, I think... Um, up, up to you. I will... It's to, to give you an indication of what you're choosing out of character, it, it makes no compelling difference. Um, those are both relatively short scenes. Those are both... Um, Tristan's one will be another um, involved thing. Yeah, so I think um, I'll do the old Belle Dame on the way. So um, we stop off on the way to... Find the old bell day. Yep. Cure. So, you have um, been in, again. I'm specifying some things because we're doing a lot of a lot of this is sort of montage on yeah. screen. We see you're going through touching building coming out. People are in varying levels of distress depending on the nightmares, um, depending on their condition in general. Some people are just sort of tossing lightly. Some people are full-out panicking and thrashing and the bed covers are all over the floor and all that sort of thing. Um, you reach the old Beldame. The room and her bed are quiet and still. All right, so I have a look at her. She is lying perfectly still um, with no silver aura about her to indicate that she is dreaming. All right, um... Look, we'll be there. Cool. What do you think's going on here? He leans down, looks her over. I hate to say it, lad. But I think it was her time. Oh. Too much strain. 
on her mind, heart. on her heart, maybe. She's she's not breathing. I kind of check for a pulse, not like this. He, he just puts his fingers yeah. through her. Caelan um, sits down on the edge of the bed and um, touches her softly on the forehead. But there's nothing here to connect with, and he will reach out and put his hand through her head into her mind the way you've been doing, and of course nothing happens. She said she wouldn't fight them, because they were her own people. Pity they didn't return the compliment. If it's of any consolation to you, lad. She was old. I know what that's like. It doesn't mean it'll happen to the others. Nay, but... It's not exactly a peaceful passing in your sleep now, is it? I just wish it hadn't been this way for her. She deserved better from us and from them. And he glances out the window. A moment of fear and terror in the night, perhaps. But no worse than any one of a thousand deaths that could have happened to her. What matters, lad, and he will put a hand on your shoulder, is that she's gone. She's gone to Phrasma. She's gone to her judgment. She's gone to the next life. You've seen the lady. Strange duck, but a decent sort of heart. I've no doubt she's going to someplace good. Whatever brief moments of pain she's felt on the way out, it's nothing compared to what comes next. Aye, you've the right of it. And if this can hurt people badly enough to kill them, we need to be pressing on. I thought of her heart, it's why I wanted to stop by on the way in, but seems it was too late. But for all I know, it was too late before I even woke up. We can only do what we can do. In all, in all honesty, lad, I was expecting this to be worse. I would say you've got a guardian angel there in your priestess of her, in, your, in your priestess of Desna. Aye, we're lucky to have her. And Caelan will stroke the old Valdam's forehead briefly. All right, let's head to the library. I would really like to know where Tristram is. You head to the library, um, where you find you walk through the door. Um, it is peaceful and quite pleasant in here. There are still lights on, which doesn't terribly surprise you. And you head over to Tristan's sort of favourite easy chair. Yeah. And discover he is sitting in it asleep. Moreover, you are not the only person that has had this idea. Michaela Morag is also in this room. Um... Dressed not for bed, but in full armour, with her tower shield to her hand, and her other hands are locked on Tristan's head, in a similar gesture to what you have been doing, and she looks like she is partway asleep as well. But she clearly didn't go to bed in this. And then you look at it and go, Okay, I have a good idea who's strong enough to boot Tristan's door down. So she came looking for him. Yes. But then... Violently in yeah, the night. Yeah. But then she's fallen asleep as well? Um, she clearly hasn't come in here and just idly sat down the Yeah, yeah, I mean, asleep, she, she seems Or like... indeed slumped asleep. She is holding his head intensely. 
in exactly the fashion you were doing. And Corwin looks at this, and he puts his hand over the top and says, Here, lad. Puts his hands over yours. Can you feel her? She's in there with him. Well, let's see if we can go... I said there were I said there were a few that were up and about in the castle, those who have had experience with this sort of thing before, those who can fight it off. She's in there trying to help him. Well let's get in there and help her. I would Ah he snaps his fingers. Of course. Mav's favour return doesn't apply just to you. You weren't the only one at Candlemere. Of course. Good. We can use all the help we can get. And it's good to know he's in the castle and hasn't been abducted by the Fae. It doesn't look like she's managed to snap him out of it yet, though, so she must still be in there. I mean, these two don't have a lot in common, as far as I was aware. Mm? It's not yeah. like their dreams are going to hold much, too much appeal to each other. Uh, well, um, they're sort of in love. Corwin. Him and her. Yeah. You'd really think she could do better. <laughs> They've got more in common than might be apparent on the surface. Uh, they haven't been able to talk about it, though. His, um, we're all under Titania's curse, and his makes it difficult for him to say things when he's um, feeling strong emotion. So he told her a bunch of stuff, but as none of us could make heads or tails of it, no one knows what he was trying to tell her. But, right. I think he's, um, I think her, she might have been sucked into his dream in whatever role she was playing, so it'd be good if we could snap him out of it. Among other things, I could use at least one person in this, I could use another person in this castle who's awake. Well, let's see what's what there. You both reach in through Michaela's hand into Tristan's mind, and you are carried away into the scene. And you arrive in a horrific nightmare, perhaps the worst one you have seen yet. Kaylin's nightmare. There is... It's a formal ball, isn't it? It is a beautiful formal ball in a huge, dreamlikely huge ballroom. It is cacophonous. Um... And um, as as he appears in the dream, Caelan looks around and says, "What I wouldn't give for a yeah, what I wouldn't give for an undead lich right about now, or for a giant cyclops lich right about now." Aye, lad. <laughs> I can see that. At least we could stab that. I don't suppose we can make our way for all these party guests one after another. Well, not and get Tristan to listen to us, I'll warrant. As you were saying, it's a giant ballroom. Yeah. A scene of nightmare and horror. Now, Kaylin has not had too much experience with this because this was a part of Tristan's life and not so much a part of yours. Yeah. But you've got enough to look around at the sort of costumes, the stylings, the people here, and know this is in the full noblest Brevoyan style. Yeah. And it being a dream probably even more preposterously flamboyant and noble than what yeah. was there. Everybody is in wonderful, shining, sparkling clothes. And it is clearly 
a masquerade ball of some kind. They all have masks on of various sorts. Sorry to do this at the exact same time as Crimson Throne, but I wrote them entirely separately from That's the That's fine. The, the, there can be more than one ro- mask ball in the, uh, uh, across the entire face of Galeria. And this room is just full of people. There must be 6,000 people at this ball. It's yeah. a gigantically preposterous ballroom. There's exactly what you'd expect. Dancing just kind of everywhere, crowds of people, um, delicious smells of food in the air, the sweet sound of music, and everything just looks really pleasant. There is no obvious sort of screaming, bloodshed, demons, nasty violence, anything, nothing scary is happening that is evident to you. Well, I wouldn't quite yeah. go that far. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, but I get your point. There's no giant monsters, nothing horribly unpleasant appears to be happening. Yes, yes, I, I don't know how to describe it. The nightmare is subtle. Yeah, I think it's is a, what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's a subtle nightmare. All right. Well, much as I'd like to um, duck out these here draperies and go off and exploring what else there is, I suppose as my job actually involves poking around here. Can you catch sight of Tristram or Michaela? Uh... <laughs> Hmm, let me have a look. Any girls wearing veils? <laughs> yeah, plenty of them. Oh, right, it's a ma- blimmin' masquerade ball. It should be so easy to spot if it wasn't. That's a 14. I presume this is a spot check? It is indeed. Cool, glorious 14. Okay, Corwin also looks around... I have to say I'm drawing a blank, lad. There's a lot of pretty-looking humans and elfie-type folk here. Alright. Well, we stick out like sore thumbs. Michaela and Tristram would have to be to the manor born, wouldn't they? Alright, let's just poke around. And nobody reacts to your presence untowardly. You clearly don't fit the party. Yeah. But people just sort of smile at you, twitter, nod, dance around. It's a very holodeck effect. You know how the characters on the holodeck just kind of brush over anybody who doesn't fit their scenario? Alright, so we're going to poke around like big, noisy, clanky types. Yeah. Corwin, Corwin says, well, I've, I've no spells prepared that could take care of this specifically. Ah, I do have some things that'll clear out a crowd pretty fast. It could get rough. Uh, I'd... Like, I know the spell Acid Fog. <laughs> you want to see how it works? No, no. I, I Even though they're not real party guests, I don't fancy it. Besides, if Tristram and Michaela are in here, we need them to work with us, not um, treat us as enemies. Given that I actually have a masquerade mask with Crimson Throne, I will just go and grab it. If we're going to be in lockdown, I might as well make use of my prop. Yep. Um, So... What's your agenda here? You're just kind of walking from group to group to group, physically eyeballing up people? That seems to be the best way I Fair can enough. come up. With, um, I will actually call out, given that I don't have to maintain party decorum, I will call out loudly, Michaela! Michaela! Yeah. People definitely react to this. People turn around and look at you. Carolyn gives them away. And mutter like you are behaving like a boy at the party. Yep. That will help Michaela to locate me. Someone dances past you as you shout and winces slightly and looks at you. Um, this is nobody that you readily apparently know. It's some somebody in fine dress and a masquerade mask. Uh, looks at you. 
Excuse me. Oh, Your Majesty, King Caelan Thorn. My... Okay, I'll start. Excuse me, could you please lower your tone of voice? This is no... Oh, uh, my apologies. Bows deeply. Your Majesty, uh, King Caelan of Stagthorn, I had no idea it was you. Uh, no problem. You wouldn't happen to have seen um, Lord Tristram Thorne or Lady Michaela Morag about, would you? He gazes speculatively around the party. Uh, Lady Morag, no. One, alas, I would certainly keep an eye out for her. One would not mistake a great beauty like that. But Lord Tristan, uh, you are a very kind and gracious king to your brother, the Lord. Could you help me locate him? Why, certainly. And he starts talking to the people next to him. Excuse me. The great and powerful King Caelan of Stagthorn, yes, eldest son of House Thorn, yes, that one, is seeking his wayward and lackluster brother Tristan. Caelan rubs his face with his back, echo his hand and mutters to call You know, other people's subconsciouses, other people's minds are just a minefield. They praise you, and and you talk to several people in this yeah. book, and they praise you admirably. Yeah. You are the incredible King Caelan of the incredibly mighty kingdom of Sagthorn, blah, 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 blah. People recognize Corwin as well. Yeah. When, he's, when, when he sort of rolls his eyes and says, ugh, what is this? Oh, my apologies. Lord Corwin Steeler of a mighty cleric of Phrasma, I didn't see you there. Aye, it's easy for people to overlook me. I'm just as happy with that in this place, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, God, this is Lord. This is embarrassing. All right. I apologize unreservedly if I have embarrassed you, King Caleb. No, that, that, not my intention at all. That's all right. Does anybody know where Tristram is? And can you make me a streetwise check? You are effectively aided by Tristan's brain, yes. And of all people, by Corwin. Well, that's good, because I just... Um, no, that was a... Uh, you know, I rolled it, it landed flat. I did bump it with... Sorry, it's gather information in this one. Ah, uh, yes. Alright. Uh, so I've got two aids on that? Yes. So that's four. a plus four, which is fabulous. Um... Twelve. Okay. Was well, not a good roll. So, at this point, you very much enter that sort of dream montage time. You recall having a conversation with this lord. You assume they're all lords and ladies, even though there are far more of them mm. here than could ever fit in Broadway. Um, and you have a conversation with the next lady and the next lord, and it all starts to blur into each other a bit. Uh, and can you give me a will save? 28. Yeah. You feel this this temptation sneak over your mind to start agreeing with these men and women who are just fawning, absolutely mm. fawning on you. They, they don't treat you like a god or anything like that in fairness. 
they merely treat you like you are a phenomenally important king. Stagthorn's a pretty is a pretty big deal at this point. Yeah. But you are still not like the Emperor of Cheliax, and that is what they are treating you like. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm still I'm a big deal in my local area. But I'm still not the ruler of a really big land. I'm ruler of a large patch of river kingdoms, but I'm not like the Empress of Minkai or... Uh, You are actually a big deal um, in the river kingdoms. Yeah. Stagthorn is by far and away the biggest kingdom in the river kingdoms now. Um, you are actually, to give you an indication, you get, you're pretty much on par with Iliosa. Right, yeah. In terms of how prominent and important your kingdom is now. Yeah, but I'm a lot more recent than, you know, monarchs of places other than the Rhea Yes, yes. The Empress of Minkai is, um, over you because she rules a substantively bigger country. And also one that's been around for thousands of years. Yeah, not, very much so. Like, five years. So, I mean, I would imagine nations of other countries are kind of going, well, yes, it's big now, but, you know, give it five years and it'll be gone. There's no point even learning his name. (laughs) You move through the party, and you start... And this feels like it takes a while, but you have no idea how long is actually passing, because it's very much just montage time. You're talking to one person, you're talking to another... And you have this blurred sensation that you've been doing this for a while. The temptation comes again to suck you into this dream. Uh, and uh, so what you are buying from that streetwise check is sooner or later you will get the answer yeah. you're looking for. It's just a question of how many penalties you pay on the way there. Yeah. Uh, so can you give me another little save here? Uh, and Corwin actually needs to make these too because Tristan writes him into his dream where Varn does not. Varn and Corwin never really had anything going yep. on. I make another. Th- I make a thirty. Okay. So I don't want to be sucked into this party. This is not a place that Kaelin wants to be. Once again, there's that temptation to take all that praise, and it's it's actually really coming with a temptation to shit talk Tristan. Yeah. Like people talk about how great Stagthorn is and how great House Thorn is. Shame about Tristan. Yeah. Yeah, shame about the, the incident. Yeah. The thing with Tristan. Mm. The shame upon your family, etc., etc. And Kalen has this passing sensation that you should be getting in on this. You should shit talk him too. Yeah. You, you are not compelled to. You are merely, um, Yeah. Feel, you, you feel the compulsion. You do not have to obey it. Yeah. Um, and then eventually you come across something odd. The party member, the, the, Members of the party are dancing around, eating, drinking, having a merry old time. And you come to a part of the ball where they are stepping cautiously over what appear to be unconscious bodies on the floor of various other partygoers. This is completely incongruous, and they just kind of ignore it. Okay, I'm looking at the unconscious bodies. Cool. Uh, give me a heel check. Colin to the rescue. I got an 18, I'll have you know. Alright, you recognise that Michaela has been here. These people have been punched out Ah. by somebody strong who has started a fight with them. Um, And, in fact, you can track what's happened here. It doesn't look like she stabbed them. It doesn't look like they've got broken jaws or anything like that, so she hasn't hit them with full mail-plated fists. It's as if she isn't in armor because, standardly, she has full yeah. full plate on, full mail plated fists. 
but she's still with her just war strength and orcish force alone, strong enough to punch people out, especially these guys who are presumably dandies and fops. Um, it looks like she's slugged the first couple, and then the party has turned on her, um, and she's very much, I say carved, but that's not quite the word, but knocked a line of bodies through this way, so you can actually track her through the party Excellent. by the people that she has knocked out. Yep, I will follow the trail of bodies. And when you follow the trail of bodies, um, what you can get to is the party guests are still dancing around, music is playing, they're eating this hubbub, and then there is just this mass of them sitting around one of the one of the elegant love seats, the giant fluffy couches, and there are about twenty five people sitting there who are, you know, smiling with their masquerade masks on and chatting politely upon themselves and holding a woman who is struggling and trying to get away from them. Uh, what she looks like is very much like Michaela, but again like Svetlana. More dreamlike, more beautiful. Uh, and here you see Michaela with long black hair flowing down. She has on a lovely, elegant green ball dress. Um, she has on various sort of necklaces and medallions in place of wear her, um, and sort of bracelets and things in place of where her charm bracelets and holy symbols and things are. Because if you recall, she has ch- a charm bracelet yes. of holy symbols. Yes. Um, and she has elven ears here. Yeah. And about the only thing that is the same is she has the veil on. Yeah. And again, like Svetlana, she just looks like she's ordinarily a fairly attractive woman, but this is an eight dialed up in Tristan's head to about an 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, and she is completely unarmed, unarmored, in yeah. a beautiful ball dress, and just trying to use brute strength alone to pull herself away, and just being held down by this mob of people. Yeah. So Kaelin will move up on the mob and say, uh, excuse me folks, uh, could you possibly unhand my high priestess? I'm sorry if she caused the scene, but I'm sure she's going to stop doing that now. Oh, I'm most terribly sorry, your most glorious and royal majesty, King Kaelin of Stagthorn, greatest nation in all of the River Kingdoms. Uh, I'm sorry to say that this young lady is getting in the way of the party, so we have had to sit her quietly down, you understand, until the alcohol wears off, for her own good as well as your own. She's clearly intoxicated. Yes, I can understand that, but I think you'll find that she's had time to sober up now and won't be causing you any more trouble, so how about you let her up now? (laughs) Can you give me a bluff check? Great. Uh, that would be a four. Okay, so lying is not going to serve me. So, they smile at you. Oh, of course, whatever your most glorious imperial majesty, King Caelan of the mighty Stagthorn wishes, <laughs> you know, your wishes will all be made manifest here, for this is a fantastic ball in which everyone receives what they deserve. We'll be certain to let the young lady go any moment and continues to prattle along this vein and flatters you and talks about what a wise decision you're yeah. making 
and obviously it's so great, it's so wonderful that you care for your subjects, blah, blah, blah. Right. he just keeps talking right, and up. shows no real sign of um, this. And can you give me a sense motive check? Uh, 18. You see Michaela glaring at you, as you are obviously making a sufficient scene here that she sees this with ease. Um, as if she has... Um, saying here. Let me think for a moment. Um, You see Michaela very consciously glaring at you as if she has not been sucked into the dream entirely. She is not lost in her role here, where otherwise you would expect if that was the case she might be, say, tittering on Mm. Tristan's arm or perhaps beating him with a club depending Mm. on where this dream is going. Um, you still see Michaela in her eyes rather than a dreamlike version of herself. Yeah. But she glares at you with some considerable, some considerable anger and hasn't put two and two together that you're here as well. Right. Alright. So she's, she's not necessarily entirely in her right mind, but she is mostly conscious here. Same, same effect as what you've seen. Alright. She's been drawn into the dream a bit. Okay, so, um, can I get close? Can I move closer to her? Yeah, they make no real effort to stop you. All right, so I move up. Have they got hands over her mouth, or they are just kind of generically grabbing her? No, they're very much just pinning her down by weight of numbers. Yeah, like it—it it looks weird. People are actively sort of sitting on her lap and pinning yeah. her shoulders down, well simultaneously going blah blah. Oh, the wine is lovely, you know. Oh, Lord, Lord Bonificus says blah 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 blah. All right, so I squeeze in. Yep. And they done. they shuffle around to make room for you as much as they can. Hey there, Les. Having a bit of a tough time with the party. You came in to rescue Tristan, didn't you? So did we. She stops, double takes, looks at you again. Yeah, it's really me. Kaylin? Aye. Recognise uh, uh, the buddy I brought with me? Corwin, yes. That's why I assumed I was dreaming, or Tristan was dreaming. You no, he's, um, Phrasma's loaned him to us, uh, Sai, to sort this mess out. It was very complicated, very religious, and probably well past my pay grade. Are you dead, then? Well, yes, dead as a doorknob. The deadest piece of ironmongery there is. But, uh, <laughs> that's not to say I'm not here, too. Corwin shrugs. I understand it about as well as you do. Uh, I understand that the Lady Mab owes you both a favour, and she's in close with Desna. <laughs> and Michaela thinks about it. Ah. That wasn't just part of a dream, then. No. She sort of sighs, takes a breath, composes herself, puts on a slightly more public face, relaxes slightly mm. in the clutches of these this <laughs> mob of people... And turns to you as if she is pleasantly at a Sunday party. And says to you, what happened to you then? Uh, well... From your point of view, I mean. I went to sleep, and then Switlana woke me up because um, Oleg had ridden out of, risen out of his grave. And um, uh, then some stuff that I really don't want to discuss. And yeah. um, then after about four iterations of really horrible things... Um, I noticed Corwin and the crow, and um, Corwin helped me kill the crow. And um, Raven, whatever. 
And um, then I woke up, but I was still asleep. Uh, it's the thing Tristan. It's the thing Tristan was talking about then. The nightmare rock. Yeah, it's over the castle right now. It's blotting out. It's hundreds of miles long. I. She shakes her head. I came straight here. Well, not straight here to the library. I went to Tristan's room first to check on him. I was dreaming of. She shudders very slightly in the group. Some things you can probably guess. Other things I'd rather not talk about, too. Ah, right right there with you, Les. But I was cold. Deathly cold. And there was something wrong in all of them. A bird I saw. Every time I spotted it, I dragged myself from one to another. I woke up. I knew Tristan was in this, too, calling to me. Like I could feel him inside my dream. I. The nightmares were powerful, but I've been through Candlemere. I. It wasn't anything I hadn't done before. Indeed. I came here to the library to Tristan. I was checking his room. I. Got lost in this for a few moments and then uh, she cranes her head and gesticulates vaguely over that away they're all over there with him I can't get past his demons I don't have enough strength here I've tried she looks down this is And she pauses, looks at Corwin, and just uh, rolls her eyes and shrugs like, you know, you're dead, who are you going to tell? Corwin looks at this, shrugs back, alright, fair enough. (laughs) This is what I look like in Tristan's head, I assume. Beautiful, mysterious, alluring, elven, no armor, no tower shield to protect myself. I can't Make it come, no matter how much I've tried. Uh, and, um, and, um, Kayla will shrug, uh, uh, um, slightly and glance over at Corwin. She's a half-orc. Corwin sort of gesticulates a few times. Here. No, I mean, that can't be the case because, I mean, she's clearly, Looks at you. I mean, she's nowhere near half as ugly as you, lad. <laughs> Thanks for putting it like that. I know I can count on you. Look, I'm not. Uh, I never claim to be any sort of diplomat. <laughs> not ever. <laughs> no. Quite the opposite, explicitly, in fact. Indeed. No. The um. It's not easy, yeah. So, folks choose all manner of ways of dealing with it. But. Tristram does know, so... Yeah, let's just... Look, I... She reaches around for the veil and tries to take it off and show him. You are not entirely sure whether she just looked at the wall underneath it or not, but regardless, she has no success. The veil does not come off her face. And in fact, as you look at it, it doesn't seem to have any sort of clips or way of actually removing it in any fashion. It's just a part of her... Her costume, her outfit. 
Look, we can keep trying to keep you out of here, or we can go try and snap Tristram out of it, and I think if he wakes up, you'll wake up too, yeah? And then you'll be out there in the real world, which would be great, because bad stuff's happening in the castle tonight, and I'm intangible, so I can't help. Tobias and... Tobias and Tris fought off an attack on the kids. The children. Are they alright? For the moment. Tris woke up, fortunately, and gave Tobias some backup. Changelings, perchance? Yeah. It's been on my mind, yes. I can imagine. Uh, Tris seems to have a remarkably short way with that type, and, uh... Little Tobias is not someone whose bedroom you want to crawl into in the middle of the night, as it turns out. I can guess. Impressive. I could really use someone someone who can actually run around in the waking world. Corn and I have got a lot of dreams to go. Alright. Well, we'll go over there and see if we can snap him out of it. And if we can't, we'll come back and try and get this lot to hop off you. I won't. I won't leave him. I'm sorry. Not even for the kingdom. Okay, well, reach round everybody and touch her on the arm uh, um, to the extent that he can get in there. Uh, Nay, I I wouldn't leave the kids even though I couldn't actually do anything. Uh, Nay, you've the right of it, lass. We'll get get him to wake up and then you can wake up too, yeah? He's over by the cake, just follow the singing. Oh, this party is not going to go anywhere good. That's the slightest glint of um, carefully restrained murderous steel across her eyes. No. (laughs) Alright. Come on. Let's go. And you head over there, and indeed, you know, a lot of music, a lot of things playing, but now that you're listening for it, you can hear people singing. You've heard this in other places, but it's what you're listening for. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tris. Happy birthday to you. Welcome back to the family. Clap, 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 and then I just start doing it again. Cool. Okay, so... Going over to that vicinity. Yep. And you see something weird to yep. go with your evening. So, there is a table set up, big, four-tired, beautiful birthday cake on it, gleaming with candles. Um, you could care to count them. And indeed, if you do so, is exactly Tristan's age. Yeah. And ergo, Tristan's from a certain point of view. Yeah. Um, beautiful sort of presents and elaborate things set up everywhere. The colours of House Thorn and the sigils of Thorns are everywhere all over this corner. Um, Kaelin's definitely... Kaelin does this. He's um, definitely finding this an embarrassing one. Although Vance wasn't great either from that perspective, but this is worse. The miscellaneous, um... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's both your brothers. They've both got inferiority complexes in different ways. Yeah, I'm embarrassed about that. It seems like I should be the one that would have the inferiority complex. Um, 
So, uh, Triss is there, cutting a very fine and magnificent figure in his regal clothes, and you realise rapidly when you get up here that you've got this party full of faceless nobles in masquerade garb, and then all the people you could actually put a name to are wearing no masks of any kind. There's Michaela. Yeah. There's Triss here, who is strapping and handsome and... um, Vaguely a mirror image of Elsa's Thorn, but blonde with different hair and different beard styling. He looks more like Eldis here than he does look like Tristan. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Van, of course. Um, you see Eldis smiling away beneficently at his beloved son. And you see Quintessa Moray. Oh! Um, who is here cutting a beautiful figure in tight leather pants, sort of the low-cut top that she was famous for. Um, And she is draped on Triss's arm, smiling and twinkling. Um, And Eldis then sort of turns slightly and gives a withering look of contempt behind him, where you see someone else there... Um, and this is pretty obviously Tristan, except again different to his normal self. So Tristan has now hit the point where his skin has gone sort of a vaguely light forest green. It's very notable, mm. um, but not so much people are going to point and throw rocks in the street. Mm. This is absolutely the rocks in the street version. His skin is neon glowing green. You could yeah. not miss this in the dark at a thousand paces. Um his ears are now long, up to the top of his head, and pointed, elongated, heavily fey, silvan, elven-style ears. His eyes are more slitted like a cat's, and he looks very thoroughly like a fey that vaguely resembles a human, as opposed to a human that vaguely resembles a fey. Um, he is still, however, dressed in his very fine silk and proper Tristany clothing. Oh, of course he because is. Because that's, that's uh, an important part of his self-image, no matter what he looks like. Yeah. And he is sitting in a small, ratty-looking wooden chair, compared to all the beautiful, soft armchairs everywhere else here. He's in the shunning corner. He is, a, he is in the shunning corner. Yeah. That is exactly what is happening here. Um... And you may do as you please with this. You can wait and see what's happening here. No, and I think I've got this scenario. So Kaelin's going to go over and um, crouch down near Tristram. Uh. Hey, kid. And immediately, as you start to go towards him, and not just sort of head in that general direction, but clearly engage him, you go to lean down and speak to him. Quintessa just sweeps into your path and takes you by the arms and grabs you in a dance position. She's not grappling you per se. Yeah. So depending on how hard you want to resist this, you can push it off or whatever. Yeah. But she grabs you and starts to pull you away into a dance, and, Your Majesty! No, not right now. And Caitlin is going to um, not particularly politely disengage her. Yeah. And at that point, she will grab you more firmly and put a hand on your arm. And again, not yank you away physically, but hold on to you and try and turn you. Yep. And Kaelin will hold on to... Like, as she grabs my arm, Kaelin will grab her back. Yep. And um, push back. And um, not subtly push... Nay, I'm coming through. And at this point... 
the rest of your family begins to frown and look over here, Eldest, Farn, Triss. Yeah. And all start trying to grab you. And they all sort of get hands on you and then they slip away because your freedom of movement still works exactly as you would expect here. Yeah. So they all basically attempt to make grapple checks. There's no point in bothering to roll this. Yeah. All of them try and grab you. Um, and then move in behind you as you go to talk to Tristan and look and lean over your shoulder. Yeah. And Caelan will crouch down next to Triss. Tristan and, uh, Hey, kid. Shall we? Looks so. Kale. Uh, so glad you could make it to Triss's big day. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm. He sort of shrugs helplessly. He's apologising in general. Yeah. It's very, the words he's not quite putting his words to are, I'm sorry for the tristening. Yeah. So, Caelan will put an arm around his shoulders. He flinches like you are going to hit him. Yeah. Caelan. Eldest growls disapprovingly. Caelan growls back. I'm glad you came. Triss needs the encouragement to welcome him back to the family. The family he never should have left in the first place, his eldest. Caelan, it's good to see you, son. <sighs> and Caelan will look away from him and look at Tristram. It's time for you to claim your place with the rest of them, kid. Caelan... When your father is speaking, it's time to pay attention. Nay, father, I'm talking to Tristram right now. Nobody's going to want to spend any time talking to Tristram, says Quintessa. He's the changeling here. I know it's shameful. But don't act like you've forgotten. It's okay, we don't have to pretend anymore. The real Triss is back now. We don't have to put on this charade. She says in this voice, like, I've got my hand up and I'm whispering, but Tristan can hear every single word that I'm saying because I'm talking in exactly this louder tone of voice. Uh, you know, kid, this was more or less exactly what happened to me at Candlemere. Except it was you and Vaughn telling me that I wasn't really part of, and Elders telling me that I wasn't really part of the family. Kaylin, says Vaughn. You're a good brother, but it's time to be a good brother to your real brother, not this freak. And Caelan will release Tristan's shoulder and take him by the hand. I can help, I can be here with you, but I can't do this for you. You need to do, you need to stand up to them. Uh, can you give me a grapple check? Uh, 32. Yeah. You're not a given because um, Tristan is extraordinarily slippery, as you know. Yes. Uh, with his 27 ranks in escape artist. Wow, does he beat me? No, actually, because he rolls terribly. Cool. You pull him to his feet, and as you do so, there is an immediate muttering across the entire party as everyone here turns their masquerade mask towards you. What's going on over there? What a disgrace. Mutter, mutter, mutter. 
as you really think that you ought to notice he's touching the fruit from the bottom, bottom, bottom. It would be funny watching these sad, pitiful nobles like snipe at you in a not too loud tone, except that suddenly watching 6,000 people go quiet, turn their blank masquerade faces to you and mutter disapprovingly is kind of terrifying. This is very much like the Inception thing. Yeah. You have pissed off the dream. The dream is looking at you. Yeah. And Tristan comes up to his feet. Slowly. It's okay. I I don't want to make any more of a scene than I already am. I know. But you need to. This one time, you need to stand up for yourself, not put up with this. I just need to wait for the party to end. Then I can get out of here. I was hoping to catch Michaela before I left, but she didn't come. No, this is good death. Uh, but you can rest assured she's left you. Uh... Actually, she's over there. See in the corner? All the nobles are sitting on her. The way parts. <laughs> like a red sea of people parting from Tristan to Michaela. And Tristan glances over there. And Quintessa steps in front, the lone person. Because there's a throng of people yeah. on one side. Quintessa steps in front of them. And says, you don't need to listen to him, Tristan. She doesn't love you. She doesn't care for you. You're an interesting diversion, just like I thought about you as. No one's interested in your opinion, Lady Somebody Murray. Somebody who could be fun from time to time, but not anyone you could love. No. Who could ever love a freak like you? Well, why don't we go ask Michaela what she thinks, shall we? And, um... Kaelin is not going to tow Tristram along, but he's going yeah. to move forward a little and try and encourage Tristram along. Yeah. Tristan comes very hesitantly, and Quintessa, Quintessa again steps in front of you, and something is happening to her now. She has gone from looking beautiful to looking very predatory. Her smile is now more curved, more fixed. She is staring at you with very cold, blank eyes. and Almost sort of avian, even eyes. Avian? Like vaguely bird, like sort of birds have sort of flat, blank eyes. Yeah, somewhat. And as you look at her, you can see her stance is becoming more menacing. Her fingernails are growing longer, almost turning into claws, like her hands are starting to melt together slightly. She looks... Uh, vaguely demonic and kind of shadowed and starts to loom, even though Quintessa is not a tall mm. woman. She is now looming and almost looming over you. And This is cruel to him. At least I had the good taste to just play him for a reason. Why are you pulling his chain like this? Just for your own amusement. Let it go, Kaelin. Triss is back where he's supposed to be now. We don't need the thing that wasn't supposed to be a part of this. The thing that stood between you and your kingdom. You can't take him anywhere. There's too many of us. 
few enough of you. You can't take him anywhere. So voices giving way to sort of vaguely bird-like croaks. Yeah, well, nobody asked your opinion. Kid, this ain't Cortessa Murray. But she's right. I... I don't belong. Here, he gestures to the grand party. Hell, I don't belong here. I belong here, he says, and flicks a hand, and the sort of rippling portal opens, and you can see the beautiful, verdant, strange neon colours of the first world in there. That's where I came from. That's where I should be. The rest of this is just a dream I'm waiting to wake up from. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. But Michaela's here and she'd like to see you. Why don't we go over to her? And at this point, Eldis steps forward. Son, you are making a mistake. You can't have him. Look at him. He's not my son. He's not remotely the son I wanted or the son anyone wanted. No one would have taken him if he wasn't foisted on them. He's now staring past you, staring at Tristan, and Tristan is shrinking under his gaze. Yeah. Actually, literally, is reducing in height very slightly as he shrinks under Eldis's withering gaze. And I can't let you make a mistake that will ruin this family. You can't stop this, Kaelin. Some yeah. demons, it's some dreams, some demons are just too strong. Yeah, that's what the last one said, but we beat him, and I think we can beat you too. These aren't your family, Tristram, not because you're not part of them, because they're not real. That ain't Eldis, that ain't Quintessa. This isn't real. Eldis steps forward. And starts to draw his sword. Time for you to be gone from this party, son. Mm-hmm. And I think we're pretty much going to initiative there. Yes. <laughs> so, what you have here is there are, as I say, a couple of thousand people at this party. And more specifically, flowing around in front of you here, you have Triss, Quintessa, uh, Van and Elvis, should be the other way around. Um, and then you have a bunch of nobles stepping forward in their masks. Their masks shift and change, and where they were sort of vaguely different from each other, sort of a, a cavalcade of beautiful masquerade masks, now they are all just these blank faces. Yikes. And you can feel the judgment radiating off them as they line up, making a wave between you. And then you've got thousands more of them around the outside where that blue line is off the map. Yeah. Um, And at that point, we are pretty much ready to go into initiative. Okay. If you got an initiative thing, would you be happy to run the initiative thing? Yes. Like I say, this will be a big complexity fight. Yeah. Alright. 
So, okay. So, we've got Caelan and Corwin, which is a good start. Then, um, Michaela and Tristram I'm putting in the ally column. So, um, should I do um, all four um, individual combatants opposing us? Yes. And then presumably some other stuff to start there. So we got Aldous, Van, Quintessa, and Triss. Cool. And then... Um, mob left and a mob right. Cool. Is um, anyone currently holding Michaela down, or have they sort of melted uh, away? I know, that group is still on the couch surrounding her. If you right. put a pile of minis on top of her, if that makes it really easy for her. Sure. They are not participating in the combat, per se. Right. But she's, um... There we go. I've got a couple of guys there to indicate that she's restrained. Okay, um... And then I will roll for Kale Initiative. Uh, Kale gets a mighty 16. Everyone should be very impressed. Uh, can you put Corwin on a 20? Yep. Uh, Tristan is completely passive in this. Right. Um, and very much just kind of waits to see what happens. Oh, okay. I can um, put him in initiative if that makes it easier. No, that's okay. You don't have to if he's... I'll, I'll just leave him off to the side. Uh, why don't you put him at the bottom of the initiative order is probably the easiest way to um, cool. put this together. And I will just dig out Kayla. Uh, can you put her on a five initiative? Sure. Others are starting to swirl menacingly around you. They look substantively less human now. Tristan doesn't seem to notice anything untoward about this. The music of the party changes from the happy waltz to more of the dee organ. Yeah. And they are beginning to swirl and melt into shadowy versions of themselves. Still... Their faces become readily apparent. You can identify Quintessa from Elders, from Varn, from Triss. And yet their bodies are flowing, their hands melting together into claws. They now look thoroughly like monsters. Yep. Nightmarish dream monsters. You ever had that dream where your family turns to monsters and tries to eat you? Not so much, but I get the This general. is This is that. Cool. Awesome. Alright, so I need initiatives for all the various creepy bad guys. Indeed. I've got all the stats on the phone, which is what I'm yep. dicking around with here. Uh, 
Okay, so... Uh, Quintessa on a 22. Okay. Aldous on a 27. Yikes. Triss on a 4. Good for Triss. And Vine on a 12. Cool, under Caitlin. And then Mob 1, Mob left. Uh, 17. Mob left, which is between Cat 1 and Caitlin. Followed by 11. Yep. Is in here. There we are. Thanks. Well done. Cool. So, um, as the um, as they begin turning into vaguely bat-like versions of themselves, Kayla will um has to call and okay, now you can ask the fog. <laughs> Just as long as it doesn't hit us or the ki- us the kid or Michaela. Your lad has got. Some- Looks looks like Tristan's got a few more issues than I gave him credit for. Well, I can't help but feel I've missed a thing or two. This is demons are too strong. We're gonna have to do at least some part of putting them down for him. All right. As long as we're not screwing up the he has to fight this himself part, I can deploy some violence in a good cause. How this steps forward. You were never a welcome member of our family either, really, Caelan. Although still more my son than him. At least half your blood is human. He's got nothing. <laughs> and Aldous steps forward towards you. Still, it would be inhuman to let me let you <laughs> torment your little brother like this. Hey, that's your job, right? And he steps forward. And it raises one claw and reaches out towards you with it, just slowly. And his sword at this point has basically melted away entirely into his arm again. Tristan says nothing afterward about this, and he tries to hook you. Yep. So I am flat-footed and um, not. I don't have a weapon out, because yep. I didn't have one in the scenario. So um, that reduces my AC. Uh, that is a 27 he is rolling against you. However, no, it doesn't reduce my AC that much. Scrape of claw across metal. Yeah. Fortunately for me, I, because I came in on my own, own because I didn't, Tristram didn't, isn't imagining me like Michaela, or, or possibly if he is, I've got all my gear. <laughs> I get to keep the plate. Uh, and Quintessa will also step forward and... It's a kindness of Tristan not to blame you for destroying the two of us. Maybe with me he could have been happy with who he was. As it is now, look at him. Broken beyond any measure. You should pay for what you've done to your brother, Caitlin. And Tristan from behind sort of mutters a very quiet, no, no. And then she swings at you. Uh, and even less. Good scrape. And they both clang off the armor. Yep. And then it's corn. Standing over by the cake. Yeah, the cake is totally the thing that he's planning on using here. Uh, Corwin looks up some of his spells. Yep. Alright, lad, you're the tactical mastermind. What's the play here? 
kill them all. Don't hit Tristram or Michaela. I don't know. I was planning on violence. I'm in a violence kind of mood. Kayla's having a bad night. <laughs> if you got anything big that can take out one of them groups, that might be a good thing. I have to hit folks one at a time. Well, three or four at a time. Oh. I've just the thing. <laughs> <laughs> You have to see if this is his best one, because I've suddenly leveled this character. Yeah, up yeah, so yeah, you've got to find out what all these high-level cleric spells do. However, I do feel if I need someone to just kill, <laughs> kill a lot of folks, Colin might be the man for the job. I don't even pretend to know what your things are, but I have some idea that you have to follow the rules of the living. If you look like people, then you're close enough to people. The thing about people... I know enough anatomy to know that they're mostly made of water. You know who has power over water? Lady Phrasma. And he raises his Phrasma symbol up. Now, and his eyes <laughs> turn black. Let's see if it's time to drain you dry. <laughs> raises a hand up and casts horrid wilting. Oh! Alright, so... Uh, living creatures of his choosing, no two of which can be more than 60 foot apart. Yep. Everyone. Yep. <laughs> because he can put the... Um, he can target whatever creatures he wants with this. He can split it up as he pleases. Oh, wow. Um, How many can he hit? All of them. Oh, wow. All living creatures within... Uh, What's a decent range now? It's a long range one, as long as they're no more than 60 foot apart. Yep, okay, alright, let's go. Uh, this allows a fortitude save for half, and I'm going to start with the fortitude saves. Yep. Okay, so I need a bit of paper for this. This is admittedly his biggest spell that he then won't be throwing at the Nightmare Rook, but um, on the other hand, it's a massive area effect. Yeah, yeah. Quintessa saves for half. Eldest does not save. Triss saves. Van saves. The mob, who basically roll in a large group, save and fail. How about the two, the pile holding Michaela? Do like I, I wouldn't. I know they're not participating in the combat, but if Corwin disintegrates them, they won't be able to keep holding Michaela. Can I have three more d six, please? Sure. That's 
they also fail. If... That's a lot of sixes. <laughs> Give it a cool one. Alright, so he raises his holy symbol. Lady of Graves, drain their lives dry. <laughs> and water begins to flow from people, surging out from just inside their skin, bursting through the rippling effect, and there is this sudden surge in a river running down the middle of the room, which is pulled into Corwin's holy symbol and then vanishes from existence. And everybody suddenly withers, like they have been in the bath for too long, their skin wrinkling terribly. And... (laughs) The ten noble figures masquerading on this side simply drop dead. So, are they mob left or mob right? They're mob right, from my point of view. Cool. So, mob right are dead. Eldest withers, but remains standing. Yep. Triss and Van wither, and Quintessa withers, less so. They, however, st- um, Triss and Van, however, look substantively worse off than Triss, than Quintessa and Eldis, as if they are less strong to start with. Right, okay. They have less hit points to lose. Yep. Um, and the mob on that side are still up. Yeah. Yep. As he deals 30 or 60 points to everyone. Yep. Indiscriminately and takes off horrid wilting. Yep. On the other hand, you know, that, that was quite a lot of guys. And a ton of damage to everybody. Yeah, I've worked out he doesn't want to cast Acid Fog in this particular setup because it slows people up. It will prevent you from getting from A to B. Ah, uh, yep. Which is not necessarily what you want. Makes Depends sense. where he puts it. Yep. Um, what about the, um, people holding the killer? Dead. Cool. So Michaela is uncumbered. Yep, and functionally enters initiative at this point. She's just down yeah, here. She is still armed, unarmed and unarmored. Yeah, I realise that's a problem, but I feel like she um, wants to participate. I don't know if she clarified this or not, but she also couldn't cast any spells here. Right, yep. Uh, uh, sorry, I did clarify that just indirectly. She doesn't have a holy symbol. Right. So she cannot cast spells. Right, yep. Um... Which is an interesting fit, because um, you actually know this, that the holy symbol that she actually uses is her veil. Yeah. But the ones that she uses publicly are the charm bracelets with all the symbols of the gods on them that yeah. she rattles at people when she casts. Because this is Tristan's perception of what she can do as opposed to what she can actually do, he thinks her holy symbols are on her wrists. Ergo, she can't cast spells here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And that was Corwin's turn. Yep. Good for Corwin. It's now a giant mob of people's turn. So they're effectively blocking the way. Very much so. Okay. They move across, standing very clearly between you, between Tristan and Michaela, with these blank faces, and just begin chanting one after another, little groups of them, two or three for each word. Freak, fey, monster. Freak, fey, monster. Don't belong. Freak, fey, monster. Freak, fey, monster. You don't belong. Who's this? Is Tris. that Tris? Cool. Okay, no problem. 
And then it is you. Cool. I feel like violence is the answer to my problems here. Hard to argue with. So, um... Kaelin quick draws, um... Matchable Sentinel. Yep. Um, and his AC goes up th- up three points because he enters initiative and has a weapon out. Fair. So, you know, that's a good start. <laughs> There will come a day when Tris, when um, Elders and Quintessa roll more than threes and fours and things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, not if they're dead. That's, that's very fair. <laughs> I cannot argue with your strategy. Uh, all right. Um, I think I'm probably pretty good with sticking with Matchless Sentinel for the moment. Um... Kaelin will um, look at the eldest thing and say, nice of you to show you up for it. Uh, less human, that makes this easier. But you ain't, I already knew you ain't my father. And I don't have a problem with killing you. And he um, says you in a manner that he understands he's fighting the Nightmare Rook, and boy, he wants to kill Come the Nightmare Rook. son. <laughs> and Kaelin will attack Eldus. Yep. Alright, so Matchless Sentinel first swing. Okay, uh, 30. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, um, despite the fact that he's wearing a ball, a, a simple ball outfit, he seems hard as steel as the sword clangs into him. Yeah. Like he's got armor. Yeah. From what you would assume is de- demonic natural armor. You hit him. Yep. So, um, do I need to track the acid separately? Uh, no. Is it relevant that it's aberration and chaotic outside of Bane at all? I'm assuming they're human enough not to qualify for any of the Bane-type things. Uh, that is... They're not aberration. Uh, da-da. Oh, there we are. They are, in fact, aberrations. How nice. All right. Then it's a 32, and I add an extra... They're not chaotic outsiders, but that makes no real difference to you. Then I add an extra um, 2d6 of damage and plus 1 to my attacks. Alright. So... And Beltus is hurt. 29. You hurt him some more. Yes. Still in it. Okay, um, then I, um, cleave and hit Quintessa. By all means. Okay, so, uh, 29. Yes, that will cleave and hit her. Cool. Twenty-nine as well. Cool. She looks less hurt because she was less hurt to start with. Yep. Um, and then I continue the full attack on Elders. Yeah. And these things seem to stagger and hit and bleed vaguely like humans. They drip a sort of conceit, congeal red bottom to the floor. All right. So. Um... Twenty-five. That will mess Elders. Drat. Okay. 
He is quick. Yep. Alright, uh... 27. That will miss Elvis as well. Oh, Nasty AC these guys have got. Yep. Alright, so I hit him and Contessa once each and um, deal them a ton of damage, but that is unfortunately me. Okay. Then Vaughn steps forward towards Corwin, again pulling out his long sword, his his Eldori dueling sword as he goes, and then it just seems to sort of melt away into his corp-like arm. And You aren't wanted here, invader. You claw your way into a dream you don't belong in. This is my realm, not yours. Your lady has limited power here. Oi, tell that to everyone who's dead on the floor. (laughs) Let us see what happens when I send you to join them. And Vaughn will stamp Corwin. Quite thoroughly. That's not good. It would probably help me if I had done Corwin's Corwin, 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 where did you go? Get this. So Corwin looks like he has on good, solid, full-plate adamantine armor. Yeah. Um, which works exactly like you would expect. The claws hit. They scrape across it. Some of the damage is just deflected flat out, because that's what the adamantine is doing. He's got a decent AC, but Vaughn has rolled well. To yep. him. So, uh, he deals Corwin 16 points of damage. Yep. And then Corwin staggers back slightly away from this. Oh, that that don't feel right. And makes a fortitude save. <clears throat> oh, he expressly gets bonuses on saves against this. Ah, that's his um his wang. Which one is it? Definitely. Listen here, Bertie, whatever you are. I've faced death before. And I'll face it again with a smile on my face. Hell, I've already been there. What's the worst you can do to me? Send me back to my eternal rest. Keep trying. (laughs) Watch out, lad. The touch does more than just cut. It's got death on it. Death and sadness. Grief kills. (laughs) They have death effects on the claws. Asti. Corwin gets bonuses against death effects because one of his traits is death will not take, take me. me. Yes. Or in this case, death is already taken yeah, me. Yeah, pretty much. Alright, so Van deals Corwin nicely bunch of damage and notably fails to kill him. And it is a last tiny elf Michaela as opposed to proper badass Michaela's sir. Uh, death effects still hurts him, however. Ah, right, even if he saves, it still hurts him? Yes, just yep. nowhere near as much. Not that you didn't have a different plan, but I'd suggest we put these things down quickly. 
I, I'm, I'm working on it, but um, my old man's tougher than he looks, even when he's a bird thing. Well, actually, he looks pretty damn tough, too. Also, he's fucking quick. Why does everyone in the family but me have to be really dodgy? And he... Michaela, at this point, sees the mob of people around her wilt and sort of stands up and does the Superman style yeah. throwing the mob off. At this point, she's more flooring off a mob of horrible wilty corpses. Yes. But I have faith in her ability to move past that. Stands up from the crowd and calls out, Tristan! Tristan! And he sort of vaguely looks at her like she is calling from a long distance away. And he's struggling to hear her. She says, oh, You couldn't... Uh, you couldn't dream of me as some great warrior woman. You have to dream of this illusion. <laughs> she says, frustrated and starts forward. <laughs> Swears. I don't have... I don't have any sort of weapons on me, Kaelin, or... I'll do what I can, and she drops into a very defensive stance. I'll do what I can too, Les. And she will punch the guy in front of her. Yep. If you can just get past him, I have a plenitude of weapons. This character does not have improved arm strike. Yep. So he misses her entirely because what she is doing is using full combat expertise and fighting defensively. Sweet. Uh, I will just pause for a brief moment and note down her armor, which is still horribly high. <laughs> Relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, and she punches him. Deals him. Good God, your strength is what one. A fairly solid ten points of damage. Sweet. As he staggers back. Ow. Yep, and he is horribly wilted as well, so um, yes. he can't have a lot of hit points left. Yes, yes, he is. He does not look great. Yep. Okay, and that is. Uh, Michaela? Yep. Triss? Yep. No, it's not going to get in there. So, and line up with you. And again, he talks to you, but sort of talks past you, looking at Tristan as well. You went to so much effort, Caitlin, to get me back. Why? Because you wanted to reunite your family properly. Put things back the way they were before all this fey interference. All the snakes slithered into the cradle in your family. I really appreciate how far you're willing to go for me. It's a shame I can't return the favour here. <laughs> Scrape in vain in the 30, I believe. Uh, yep. Scrape. Yep. And, um, 
Caitlin's shield of braid saves his life as Michaela contributes on every battlefield, including the ones where she's tragically dressed as a girl elf. Yep. <laughs> Alright, and then it is... Tristram. Tristram. He looks... Michaela? She's trying to get through to you, oh kid. You couldn't take her a weapon or something? I've got my hands a bit full here. Where are you? And he will sort of vaguely wander forward towards her, and then Trist very much just shoves him back with ease. Yep. There's no real fight happening between the two of them. Tristan yeah. makes an effort to move forward, goes, oh, there's people in front of me, and just stops. Cool. All right. And then we're back around to Elders. Yes, I, I feel the outnumbered. I'm glad Corwin disintegrated half our opponents. No, you don't have to do this, Caelan. You could simply walk away. It's not like he's really your brother or anything. What can this mean compared to blood? Real blood. Well, that'd be a more relevant question if you were in any way related to me. And that is him? Yep. Tessa will again talk to you, talking past you to Tristan. You haven't known him intimately like I have, Caelan. You don't know how deep the freak goes. It's not just in his blood. It's in his voice, in his song, in his eyes, in every single little part of him. You try not to see it, but he knows it's there in your eyes. He's the wrong brother. And when it came to me... He was the wrong man for the job. And she will fluff that entirely and scrape again. Yep. Cannot land a hit on you. Yep. Corwin. Which is great, because I don't I, I don't have emergency saves versus death effects. Desperately wishes he um you more area effects problems. Oh. He could go take Michaela a weapon. I can't I'm kinda of pinned down here. Yeah, yeah, it depends how willing um uh, he has to blast people in the face with things that will kill them. Uh, he's got a, he's got a couple of area effects left, but um, no other method of excluding people from them. Right? Yeah. I mean, he could um, try and pick off a um, if he gets to the right position, he could try and pick off a mob of um, uh, random yeah, party guests. Actually, that one he can do. I mean, he may not want to provoke, given how badly Vaughn hit him the last time. He looks around. All right, Michaela, lass. How bad are you prepared to get hurt? For him? Do it. <laughs> and he will move past Vaughn, provoking the process. Where's he, where's he going to? Uh, here. Okay. So he will go slightly back to here, where he's going to provoke. Yep. Uh, he will provoke from Varn. Varn will scratch him. Yep. Crap. Uh-huh. 
deal him some relatively paltry damage this time. Yep. Then Corwin staggers and does not fail a fortitude save and take horrific damage. Good for him. He merely takes 27 damage instead. Ugh. Ugh. Huh. My wife. I. No. That's a life long past. And you've no right to be bringing it back to me. <laughs> it's alright. You want to go. Come on then. I came back here to fight monsters to save my friends. And I haven't seen much as monstrous as you. <laughs> Let's see how well you freeze. <laughs> throws his hands open and throws a cone of cold. Sweet. Michaela instinctively turns, throws her arm up like this to put her tower shield up against it. Yeah. And then winces horribly. Yeah. Uh, she does, however, make a reflex save, which she will almost certainly make, and she does. Excellent. Because she has all that initiative mystery, roguey roguey reflex yep. save. So she saves the half, she is not an invasion. Yeah, because she switched it up for the heavy armor thing. Uh, team mob fails. That's thoughtful of them. Michaela takes 33 points of damage and staggers under this. Living icicles shatter Mm -hmm. one after another, leaving broken masquerade masks behind. Mm -hmm. As Corwin breaks them clean apart. Sweet! And that's his Corno Cold gone. Yep. his way through those high-level spells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be a problem when we get Nightmare Rockwoods, but, you know, if we die if we die before we get there... <laughs> anyway, the bright side of um, being a high-level fighter is I have very few expendable resources that aren't hit points. <laughs> Alright, and it's the surviving four members of Mob left. Yep who can try and block Michaela from getting to Tristram, but they are going to have to, um... Have, they're going to have a tough time blocking the way entirely. That is exactly what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to move around her fairly freely, because they can. Yep. As she is not armed, yep. she cannot prevent this from happening. And one after another, they all reach towards her not even trying to touch her, just sort of holding their hands vaguely up towards her and flickering their fingers. Again, that chant comes up, which she seems to wince slightly under. Freak! Monster! You don't belong! Not a part of this family! You're nothing! You're nobody! No one could ever love you as you are! These bubs are clearly aimed Tristan Woods, but they seem to resound with Michaela as well. Yep. 
and she makes a bunch of fortitude saves in a row. Oh, great. <laughs> She punches away out of this, and then you think I haven't known this my whole life. You think you're telling me something that I don't know? Get away from him! <laughs> and she makes four strength fortitude saves in a row and shakes this off entirely. Whoa! They are doing something different to death. Yeah, yeah I figured. I, I figured. And um, yeah, so. You know, Corn, I really have missed you. No one else can party quite like you. As he looks around for room full of corpses. From what little I can hold of it in my head, I'm pretty confident the afterlife has a good bit less of this. <laughs> it sounds... Just enough to be fun, though. Yeah, it sounds... Uh, sounds right pleasant. I wish I was there instead of here. All right, you lot. Thank you kindly for gathering in a group. <laughs> And Kaelin will... Mm. Alright, um, what do I reckon about the relative ACs of the three people I'm in melee with? Is Eldis the toughest nut to crack? Uh, Eldis and Quintessa seem to move exactly the same. Um, Van and Triss are clearly weaker. They are less powerful demons. Okay. They have less of a hold over Tristan's mind than Eldis and Quintessa do for reasons that are fairly obvious. Yeah. Alright, um, then I will swing better better at Eldis. Yep. Um, no, I will swing at Van and try and pick him off. Yep. He, oh, sorry, trust and try and pick him off. Sure. Alright, uh, that was a good call, but I don't think it's gonna do Eldest it. Eldest is the most heavily wounded. Yep. Uh, 20, uh, five, 26. Yes, you hit him. Oh yeah, that's right, I've gotta add the plus two. Um, cause they're, um, they're, the bane effect is not just for damage. Cool, alright. So, I deal him... ...25 points of damage. Triss staggers horribly. He is not quite dead, but he looks like he is metamortally wounded. Cool. I cleave for Quintessa. Yep. Oh, and that was a nice big roll. Uh... Okay, um, I'm over more than 37, I think I'm pretty good here. Oh, yes. You'd certainly hope so. Yeah. All right. Um, Oh, that was a nice big damage roll as well. 33 points of damage. Uh, Yes, I rolled a 9 on the D10. That's what's doing that. Yep. She, too, looks staggered very horribly on the verge of death. Cool. I cleave for Elvis. Yep. Uh, and I don't think that's going to do it, but we'll add it up properly. 30. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Is this your great cleave going off? This is my great cleave going off. Oh. Um, I won't be able to cleave the other two again, but... Alright. Um... Okay, so... That's another 33. Another. Uh, Eldis hits the ground. It, the blade slashes through his chest. Slow, congealed blood sort of oozes out from him instead of the giant spray you would expect. And he thumps to the ground. 
Excellent. All right. And then um, I make the second of my full attacks on um, Triss. Yep. I can now not cleave anyone, so this is just an attack, straight attack on Triss. Uh, and that's a 23. To, uh, sorry, no, I added this up properly. Twenty-four to hit Triss. Whether you want this or not, you can five foot step between cleaves. Um, so you can step to Varn and hit him with the last cleave, but then you're stuck hitting him. No, I'll stick with what I'm doing for the moment. Cool. So twenty. Uh, sorry. Um, lost it for a sec there. Uh, here we are. That's a. Twenty-four. That will miss Triss. Cool. Uh, it was a poor roll. And then third attack on Triss. Uh, that was a good roll, however. Uh, Thirty. And at that, you hit him, and given the hit points, he's on drop him like a rock. Yep. And, um, yes. Eldis and Triss are down. And as they stagger and fall, so Triss looks blindly up at Tristan and says, Look! at what he's doing to his own family because of you. Look at what you've done. <laughs> he falls down. Yep. And then Vaughn. Yes. How could you, Caelan? Our own father. And for him... He's got even less human blood than you do. He's no part of the thorns at all. He's a changeling. How can we make this any clearer? Wasn't it enough that I looked down on him my whole life? That I knew in my heart that he didn't belong? Now that we know why, can't we just be rid of him? Why are you making this so hard? Hmm? Scrape. Yep. Cannot roll shit against you. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Okay, and it's Michaela and her remaining four goody friends. Okay, so Michaela, having seen how cool one is going with this, um, says, Well, at least in Tristan's mind I'm still strong. Corwin, get behind me. Keep them off. Get in behind me. Keep them off me if you can. I'm going to him. <laughs> and she will just bulldoze through them as she bull rushes straight through them. Sweet. Uh, heedless of the attacks of opportunity that she is provoking, throwing her usual caution to the wind. Oh! And... <laughs> Gets hit. Ouch. With uh, two hits and an unconfirmed crit. Well, I'm glad it wasn't confirmed. And then she will make the bull rush attempt. And can I just have a different color D20? I'm all sort of the same here. She's making it hard when we're doing PC. NPC. <laughs> oh, I hope you're a lot stronger than you look, Mr. Noble. No, of course you are not. And she just picks the one in front of her up, football tackle style, and sacks him <laughs> as she bellows with an orcish bellow of fury and just grunts him forward. 
It bull rushes him 30 foot forward. <laughs> and that is her, and then I will resolve the attacks of opportunity on her. Alas, her super magical armor does not give her a DR here. She isn't wearing it. She is not precisely dying, but she's certainly not looking healthy as she staggers forward there. Uh, cool one. I lad, on it. Great. I'm not precisely loving this, but I appear to be winning. Tristan again sort of moves for. Is is she alright? Is she... And Vaughn fairly casually shoves him back. Yep. He's still taking attacks of opportunity as he goes through there, so he just doesn't. Yep. Passively waits. Quintessa. Yes. Looks down at two of them. And is now looking furious, looking around the sort of decimated back. <laughs> Do you really think, the voice going more and more avian, that you can win here? That you can solve his problems with one word, simple, with a simple set of words, one conversation, one hug? It goes deeper than that. I can feel it in him. How deep this fear goes. It's the very core of his being. You can't fight this. And she glares at you in rage and swings her claw up, which is now becoming even less human and more bird-like. I think that's the voice of someone who's losing. Right. There we go. Edith, fucker. Yeah, I figured I'd twist. That's 38 to hit you. Yes, okay, that will hit me. The bird taunts you. Okay, so that would be 11 physical damage to you. Yeah, I want a pin. Because <laughs> even if I make this fortitude save, I'm going to take a bunch of damage. Alright, so 11 physical damage. Which feels like a claw scratching you. Yeah, right. Yep. A bit of a different strong one. And then you feel something else. You feel your body slowing and stopping of all the feelings, and these are vaguely similar ones from Kaylin, these are old childhood feelings, that you are in the wrong place, the wrong person in the wrong place. You don't belong in the orc tribes, you're not enough of an orc for them. They hurt you, they bully you, they wound you, they break you because you are wrong, because you are broken. And that sadness wells up inside you and threatens to overwhelm you. If you ever hit that point where you're so sad that your body is just starting to shut down, you are sort of inconsolably weeping, that kind of thing, shaking violently, all those feelings coming in, and your body just begins to shut down from the waves of grief rolling through you. And can you give me a fortitude save as you can feel your heart beating slower and slower? All right. Good news is this doesn't kill you immediately. It's merely a horrible amount of damage. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, I think I would probably like to re-roll that crit fumble. You'd like Corwin's big stack of crit fumble rolling fate points again. Right? Yeah, well, I've used most of his. I was thinking of one of mine. 
really say, don't give up, to, don't give into it, lad. You surely kind of think it's your fate to die here. <laughs> now, he is actually perfectly happy to just keep bleeding them into you. Yeah. Because, among other things, Corwin can't die here. Yeah. Like, you're pretty confident. The- theologically speaking, you'd have to imagine it works this way. If he dies in the dream, he just dies again. He ceases to exist. Yeah. But nothing worse is going to happen than him returning to the afterlife. Yeah. Two for him. Yep. How many for you? Uh, six for me. Six for you. Cool. So Corwin is quite happy to be bled of all his fake points. That's uh, a resource he's here for. But yep. Um, that's up to you. But I can trade fake points with him. Yes, right? you can. When he draws his hand, you can discard anything you don't like out of it and draw something else, and you can trade anything you want with him. Cool. I want to spend the crows. Yep. As um, I am, in fact, being assailed by a flock of avians who are trying to murder me. I'd argue with it. It is not, in fact, the Nightmare Rook's card, but um, that's not a major. Yep, no, that's all right. I am endeavouring to spend it for effect, if yep. that doesn't do the trick. Okay. That would be a very, very large amount. Uh, 33. So that grief threatens to overwhelm you and shut your body down, but you are the master of your own body. Kaelin has resisted this all manner of deathly effects before. And um, a couple of tears trickle down his cheek, and then he snarls and... um, Oh, you don't want to go down there. That's where I learned to fight. You want to meet the orc? You go right ahead. <laughs> and can you take a cough meager 34 damage at this point? Sure. Cool. Kaelin doesn't look great, but he still looks like he could keep going a while. And can you give me a difficulty 5 spot or heal check? Your choice. That makes any difference to you. Uh, Corwin totally fails to notice this. Uh, I make the difficulty 5 heal check, although not, it has to be said by much. Cool. So, Aldous's wounds are knitting. Right. He has regeneration of some kind. I have shoved them back into initiative because they are still alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks... You see him lying there, this little rent in his chest, which is slowly pulling itself together, and his eyes just flicker half open. Cool, good tip. For his turn, he regenerates himself with this. Yep. Um, it clearly doesn't seem to trigger between um, their rounds, because Quintessa's wounds haven't been healing. It's more you think that you can't kill them, per se. Okay. Um, there, so there's regeneration, and then there's... Um, beedly, beedly, beedly. Uh, this regeneration that only applies after they reduce to zero hit points. They gain regeneration, then lose it again once they're conscious. Right, yep. Yeah. It's regeneration, but not as you know it, Jim. Yep. Uh, so that is Eldest, that is Quintessa, then it is Caitlin. So Eldest is still alive. Oh, what about the... Uh, uh, right, so Eldest, Quintessa, and Cor- it's Corwin. Corwin, sorry. Confusing my case. Yep. So Eldest is still alive, yep. and, or her brother has come back to life, and Triss will presumably do so on his round. Yep. Albeit, like, Eldest is still lying on the ground going, Gurgle, gurgle, I yep. want fuck all hit points. Yep. Alright, so Corwin 
will pull Nettle Spike out, move between Kayla, move between, um, he doesn't need to be, yeah, he'll be there for that, moves between Michaela and the others, um, and then turns to her and don't lose heart, lass. Whatever you do, don't die. It may be a dream, but that doesn't mean my lady won't decide it's your time after all. <laughs> and puts a hand on her. And uh, are you horribly wounded? Uh, I'm. I'm on about. I'm a bit over half. So I've taken a lot of damage, but um, I still have potions and capacity and things, so you can feel free to use... That's either he blasts her with a big one, or he blasts a um, mass cure. I could certainly certainly use a bunch of hit points. I I wouldn't object to it. This is probably as many many good guys as we're going to have on the field. Cool. In that case, um, he still wants to be there anyway, because he wants to be between. um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all three of you get 20 hit points back. Score. And the healing wave of energy seems to blast over Tristan as well, as he takes him in, because why not? And doesn't do anything. Because he's not hurt, yep. Not physically. Yeah, out. Alright, and it's Team Mob. Yep. Team Mob rushes. Corwin stabs at one with Nettle Spike. They provoke all over the show, but he is not a combat reflexes character, I believe. Pretty confident he never took anything, but... Indeed, Hero of Destiny over and over and over again is his feat to get more and more and more hero points and nothing else. Nonetheless, he puts Nettle Spike clean through one as it rushes forward. Damage. And murders this one with a spear. Sweet. The other two run in. Reach for Michaela again. Freak, you don't belong. Freak, you don't belong. Freak. Uh, this time she will fail that fortune save. And seems to stagger slightly. And she... You're right. I may be a freak. But at least I'm the strong sort of freak. Mm-hmm. As her mus- the energy seems to go out of her muscles, her strength wanes and she loses four points on it. Yep. And that drops her to 20 strength. So she's still going. Yep, good for her. Because you know what half-orcs have got? Racial yeah, strength, strength bonus. Yep. We'd have been. And that is the mob. Yep. It's Caleb. It is Caleb. And um, Caleb will look down as Eldith's eyes flick it open. Oh. Hmm. You've got fast healing. You uh, come back when you kill, do you? Well then. Come back from this. And, um... He merges um, Briar with um, Matchless Sentinel to form um, Sacrifice. 
which does not have chaotic outside of that, tragically. Yeah. But it does negate fast healing and regeneration. Ah, there we go. <laughs> it does not DR, but if it expressly negates fast healing and regeneration, then it will do this as well. Yeah, yeah. It says negates all DR, and it's got a little diamond, double diamond, and the double diamond suppresses fast healing and regeneration on any round that it deals damage. Ah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you have to hit him and kill him. So basically you will have to kill him again yep. to do this, but you're going to do that with ease if you hit him. Yep. So, um... And, um... I'm going to start with, uh, who's on the ground that's easy to hit. Elvis and Triss. Yeah, I'm going to start with Triss as the easiest target. Cool. Add four to your hit, because he is prime. Yep. Okay, so I only get to, I only get to attack once, because I'm using a move action to combine the swords. Yep. However, I can cleave all four of them, because they are all standing in melee with me. So let's begin with Triss. Okay. Uh, 40. You hit him and kill him. Kill mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about rolling the damage for that because he has zero hit points left. Alright, then I swing for Quintessa. Yep. Uh, so. 31. Yep. That will do it. Cool. Less damage now. This weapon is not chaotic outside of Bane. Uh, so that is nearly an 18 dip points of damage. Uh, she drops as well. Cool. And she's dead. Yep. Alright. Uh, I will swing for Eldis at a plus four bonus. Who you are will cost you everything you love. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm pretty happy with it. Hell splat. I critted him. Yep. <laughs> He's very, very dead. Yep. And, um, Kellen will say to the Ring of Corpses, For future reference, you really don't want to know what's deep inside me. <laughs> Alright, and then the last man standing, uh... Dear Brother Vlad. Yep. 35. Hits him. Cool. Seals it comfortably. Alright, that was a good roll. Got time for that roll. I'm rolling a lot of nines on my D10, which I've got to say I like. 23 points of damage. And he is still ticking. Yep. Because he hasn't been hit by anything except the horrid wilting at this point. Yep. However, Kaelin is content with the result, the extent to which he has cleared the battlefield of his opponents. Mm. Kaelin has a thought. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's Team Van and his horrible, horrible, and his hopeful missing because his hitting is really horrible. Van is going to shove Tristan back and then step around front and look at this look at how much blood is on your hands if only you'd had the decency to die in the cradle eh shrugs to Caitlin then you could have been spared this 
Now. <laughs> Curse your godlessly strong armor. <laughs> well, he hits like a mat truck, but he doesn't hit me. And he hits, but he doesn't hit very often. Alright, it's Team McKill. She is going to realize she has a slightly better option than bull rushing here. And Tristan, you need to listen to me. And he looks up at her, definitely sees her when she's this close to him, sort of looks wondering at me. Michaela? Yes. Michaela. I know how you feel. I know exactly how you feel. Doesn't have to define you. You're still Tristan. Everything that's important about you is still what's inside you. I. He looks away from her slightly. Damn it! Ah, that's right, she did have a better option. If I had my armor, I could. I don't have my armor. I don't have my armor on. And then she starts tumbling. Because <laughs> she has multiple ranks and tumble because it gives you a higher AC value when you are fighting defensively. Uh, yeah. She has never bothered to tumble, however, because she damn sure doesn't have enough ranks to overcome the minus 19 armor check penalty she routinely rolls around yeah. in. However, as she is totally unencumbered here, she is going to try a tumble check. Succeed and succeed. Tumble round Tristan. And totally unencumbered, now grabs him by the scruff of his shirt and pulls him close. And she says to him, looks him deep in the eyes as he looks back at her, blinks and seems almost conscious for a moment as he stares at her now and flickers for moments. And for a moment, there are three people there going flicker, flicker, flicker in and out of each other. There's Tristan as he appears as the most fae-like fae that ever did fae. There's Tristan looking like a perfect thorn. He is a broad-shouldered, tall man, you know, handsome, looks very much like a Triss. And then there is the third flicker where he looks like Tristan Thorne again, the willowy, sort of sylvan, fancy fancy man in his fancy clothes. And Michaela grabs him by the scruff of the fancy clothes, pulls him in. She says, listen to me. It doesn't matter what blood is in your veins. It doesn't matter who or what you were born as. You are who you choose to be. And I know that better than anyone. She reaches up for the veil... And this time rips it off her face entirely. Nothing about her changes. She still has, like, the beautiful elven smile underneath, as you'd expect. I am Michaela. I am not of the House of Morag. I am of the blood of orcs. Half-blooded. And as she says this, and Tristan looks at her and his eyes widen, and she flickers and changes in front of him to something resembling a generic female half-orc. He still has no idea what she actually looks like, and it's his projection that matters. 
I am a worshipper of Savannah, of secrets, of the puck. She bites her lower lip. And I have been keeping secrets from you. Most of all this, I love you, Tristan Thorne. Wake up! I won't let you go! Grabs him by the scruff, pulls him in, and kisses him. And the dream dissolves entirely around you. Excellent! Yes! Because when Michaela tells people what she really thinks, she does it with drama. Yep. Alright. And do you need a brief break there, or do you want to see the end of this? No, no, I totally want to see the end of this. Okay. So, a moment later, Caelan finds himself stepping back sharply, sort of thrown away from Michaela and Tristan. You and Corwin are now immaterial again. Um, Michaela glances around and looks straight through you. She does not see you here. She and Tristan are in the waking world. Her veil is pulled aside entirely, and with it, her appearance has changed. She looks like her more squat, broad, half-orcish self, which Caleb has always, mm. frankly, thought looks rather good. Yeah, um, it looks it looks better, a lot better on her than it does on me. And clearly, in the dream where she's pulled her veil aside, she's done this in reality as sure. well. She is now kissing Tristan. And then as the two of them blink their eyes open and wake up, she lets him go and shoves him back in the sheets. Oh, sweet. Does Tristram wake up as well? Yes. Excellent. She shoves him back in the seat, steps back, because there, there is actually a common theme here, albeit it's kind of loose. Michaela's been to Candlemere. Trist has extensive experience with fairies trying to break into his dream. Tristan has a mind that isn't remotely human. He's far more connected to the fairies. Yeah, than it, made, it, else. it makes sense. Um, he stares at her in, in shock for a moment and she almost pushes him away and pulls back from the kiss and pulls the veil back up and clips it on her face again and shimmers and changes as she does so. And he says to her, Michaela, Tarathna Tarning Chare Nerfulia and tries desperately to express something, and it's totally incomprehensible. And she looks briefly horrified and worried for a moment, puts the veil on changes, and she says, Ah, it worked. Sorry, I had to think of a way to wake you, violently, shockingly, surprisingly. It's all right. You don't have to say anything. I know you're shocked. I know you're probably appalled. The part about the half-orc is true, although I wish you hadn't had to see that. I'm sorry for all the rest of it. I just wanted to snap you out of it. Cinema? Love is for fairy tales and children. Mm. Okay, Kaelin is immaterially watching <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at this point he growls. Love is for fairy tales and children. And I and Tristan Estarin, Estarin, Estar grab, pulls her forward, yanks the veil off her face, <laughs> she tenses up but is not prepared to actually slug him off. 
He leans forward, plants a kiss on her, lets a deep, long kiss, lets her go, takes a breath, and he says, I am the third son of a high noble of Brevoy. I am a changeling, and I am a fae, and I am a prince of the realm, and I am a magician. In every way that matters, I am a fairy tale. <laughs> okay, that's what Kaelin's doing. Kaelin is immaturely laughing his ass off. <coughs> I love you too. And leans in and kisses her again, and she tenses... Tenses, tenses, and then wraps her arms around him and pulls him in. And, um, Kaelin, um, does the wax the wall, which, of course, is intended to be dramatic, yep. but of course his fist passes straight through it. Yep. And then he takes one. Well, it's about bloody time. Alright, I think they've got it from here. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, I had to see that. I've, I've been waiting for the, uh, I've been waiting for these two to get their heads together for a long time. That's fair, lad. 358 years I've been alive, and I've never seen anyone piss around like teenagers like this, too. <laughs> <sighs> Most confident woman I know. Well, until I saw that. <laughs> well, I, she just hides it better than most. When um, this is over, do tease her for me. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll give it a few years until they've settled down. Alright. Well, that was bloody difficult. I'm gonna be feeling, I'm gonna be feeling um, his his abandonment issues in my chest for quite some time. Oi, that ran deep into the very core of what he was. He's been with him his whole life, I'd say. Only gotten worse rather than better lately. Aye, it's, um, it's a hell of a thing to find out about yourself. Alright. But he's awake now and the two of them will hopefully take a bit of patrol of the palace for trouble once they're all done necking. Um, let's um, head on out and check on the others. Yeah, and as you're having this conversation, Tristan and Michaela will literally start talking over the top of you because yeah. they can't see you doing this, but I won't do that as the yeah. DM. Um, they actually only kiss very briefly, all things considered, 30 yeah. seconds to a minute, no more. And then Tristan pulls back a little and Michaela gently this time mm. pushes him off. And she says, oh, um, that'll have to wait. The castle's in trouble. Snethna? It's all right. You don't have to talk. Just listen. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she starts expositing to him. Yeah. And he waves his arms excitedly and babbles at her with a couple of appreciable words about dreams and the rest is just... Yeah. So they are basically going to her instructions to her are let's go around the castle, find anyone who's awake, alive, functioning, do what we can for the sleepers. There may be living things in this castle we need to take care of. Excellent. Good. Wonderful. Well that was worth doing. Then she's then she says to him Right. You have your bow? He reaches down, pulls it up. Cedria Ah, plonk. Puts the tower shield back up. That feels better. A ball dress? Really? Tell me nothing? Yeah, I bet you probably could say that one if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at him. I, 
Are you faking? Tell Nirathi. <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's just it's too awkward. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that was a remarkable amount of um, incomprehensible babble, even for a <laughs> yeah. even for an emotional conversation. Okay, and the two of them roll off into the castle. Yeah, that was excellent. Yep. I'm, I'm very, very happy with in every way that matters I am a fairy tale. <laughs> I'd never, that exemption had never occurred to me, but it yeah. makes total sense. I, I thought about it as I was, as I was setting this up. He's the third son of a noble. Yep. Um, he's a changeling. Yep. He's a fae. Yep. He's a magician. Yep. And he's a prince. Yep. <laughs> Like, not, not what I was setting up when I put that Lovers for Fairy Tales and Children into Michaela originally, but yeah. it damn sure works. Absolutely, it does. Alright, and <laughs> shall we leave that be there? Tristan and Michaela dramatically unveil their love for each other? Yeah, that's fantastic. And, um, Kayla and Uncle would, um, uh, make a little bit of intangible fun of them and then roll off into the castle seeking bad guys because Kayla and Uncle would have had a bad night. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll get some healing from corn before we keep going. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Shall we um, do the paperwork side of that? Yeah, just on the basis that that way we don't need to start next session with it. Sure, so corn has actually blasted off some of his more powerful spells, although he still has um, some horrendous ones left. Um, I'm looking for something smaller like a cure model somewhere in that vicinity. Well, he's very unlikely to get a lot of use out of his shitty first level spells because they're going to do jack shit against the Knights yeah. of the Rock. You know, this is sort of his doom and bane and command and things. Which yeah, are, yeah. are going to do very little. So have 16, uh, followed by 9. Good, I'll take that. He's still happy to get going. He's got plenty more healing in his pants. No, that's okay. The, um, that, um, actually, yeah, I'll take one more. Hmm? Cool. Have 12. Cool. That's wonderful. Uh, that's will... only 15 or so points down. He will blast himself with a moderate and then a nice light, which will bring him down to 12 points down as well. All healed up. You continue on into Elseworth's Nightmares. Dun, dun, dun. dun. dun.